you are listening to a soul to soul conversation on cherish your soul podcast i'm with an amazing woman called adiam and we're about to get into a juicy conversation um you might be wondering where are you um we're actually in cafe rouge in holborn so please bear with the music in the background but um adiam thank you for being on a cherish your soul podcast Thank you for having me, Gina. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to the conversation we're about to have about your life journey and exploring how Christians can glorify God in the fashion industry. Um, but first of all, Adiam um, is a beautiful name. Um, where did it originate from and what is the meaning behind your name? <laughs> um, thank you, Gina, for having me. Yes. Um, so Adiam is an Eritrean name. Uh-huh. Um, for anyone that doesn't know where Eritrea is, it's in East Africa. Mm-hmm. It's a tiny country. Mm-hmm. Um, Adiam means dominion. Okay. Um, dominion. Dominion. Yeah. Okay. So basically, to have dominion, more like a power. Yeah. Um, I don't exactly know where it came from, mm-hmm. but that's what it means. Mm-hmm. Well, you gotta have power, girl. <laughs> I, I I do plan to. <laughs> <laughs> I love your name. So I'm glad you actually mentioned Eritrea um, because I was hoping that you would touch on that so we can actually learn a bit more about you. So how long has it been since you've been to Eritrea and what do you remember? Do you remember anything about your childhood there? Um, It's been a while since I've been back home, maybe maybe 12 or 13 years. Yeah. I haven't been back home. Yeah. do I remember anything? Yes, it's a beautiful city mm-hmm. with lots of palm trees. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that's all I remember. I mean, <laughs> neighbors, street names, yeah. um, cafes. It was colonized by Italian, uh-huh. Italian, so it's got a little bit of like the Italian feel, building, yeah. um, cathedrals. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do remember now, and I would love to go back yeah. at some point. Yeah, in Jesus' name. Yeah. So, um, if it's okay, could we talk a little bit about the Eritrean and Ethiopian um, conflict, especially since peace um, was finally agreed a few months ago? Yeah. And the wars um, between Eritrea and Ethiopia has been going on since the 1990s, I think. Yeah. Um, So, how did that affect your family and um, your faith at the time, if you can remember? Um... I don't think it personally affected me, yeah. but specifically my family, but I do know that it has affected so many other people. Mm-hmm. Um, like in terms of um, Ethiopians living in Eritrea, yeah, because um, Eritrea was part of Ethiopia before. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was like Ethiopians used to live in Eritrea, Eritreans used to live in Ethiopia up mm-hmm. until the war has started. And people had to go back to their own countries, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like a pleasant circumstance. It was a difficult um, time, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like it didn't affect me personally. Yeah. Um, in terms of faith, I don't think it has to do anything with like with the war. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the whole faith situation happened mm-hmm. um, after all of that. I mean. Mm-hmm. It's basically Eritrea and just making a simple decision that they don't want to have yeah. the whole uh, yeah. being born again and all yeah. of that. Uh, but it doesn't. It didn't have anything to do with having a war with Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. So I would say, what is your hope for Eritrea? Because I know you've been praying for peace for a long time with 
um, with you and your family and many other people whose heart yearns yeah. for the two countries to be a land which flourishes in love rather than constant war. Yeah. So has God given you a vision for the people of Eritrea that you can share with us? I believe that like um, that God has great plans for Eritrea. I know it's been at war for so many years, for like generations and generations and generations, but um, that God, God has spoken through like, you know, whether it's prophets or um, people when they're praying and having visions that he would visit Eritrea at some point. Yeah. And I think that time kind of arrived now, now yeah. that they've made peace with Ethiopia. I think it's a huge step. Obviously, they've got a lot of things um, have to work on lots of things um, but yeah it's a start uh, me personally yes I pray for Eritrea and I would love love to go back one day uh, not just me my family my friends yeah so how uh, big is your family uh, we're, I come from a very big family <laughs> so about eight nine eight siblings. nine yeah yeah um, it's a small country but I think every family it's quite big in Eritrea yeah I guess maybe it was done on purpose like let's you know increase the population <laughs> but um it's quite nice like back home everyone knows each other it's a small community so you know who's who um yeah even in terms of faith I yeah think churches are quite small communities are really into everyone's lives so i think it was really good mm-hmm. yeah oh that's good so what um drew me to you actually um that I really wanted to get to know you properly is your independency in the Lord. Um, now I say in the Lord because you clearly understand the importance of being in a community and building friendships with people. Yeah. Um, but since hearing your story from a young age and how um, you left the nest of your family and being under your mom and moved to Dubai, yeah. And you basically had to learn the skills of being an independent for a long time. Um, so tell us a bit about that. What was your feelings at the time when you realised you was moving away from your family in Eritrea? Yeah. Um, and then going to an unknown place in Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I was too young to remember what I felt yeah. then. Obviously, I was leaving home. Like obviously, I was gonna miss my family, but it's just yeah. it's also. That, I think that was the first time I flew yeah somewhere outside my country oh god maybe 14 i think okay yeah so i wasn't like a baby baby i was still okay yeah um i think i was okay up until like got there stayed there for like a month and then i was like okay i'm missing my family and i want to go back home yeah um because like obviously culture wise it's okay it's quite similar Mm -hmm. language arabic it's it's fine Mm -hmm. but it's just um, growing up with a huge family, with neighbors, and family, yeah. and then suddenly moving into a country and you don't have all of that. Of course, I had like extended family, yeah. but it wasn't like an immediate close family. Yeah. So that was a bit different. But I think it kind of led me to actually surrender who I am to God. Okay. Because uh, in those kind of moments, yes, I was a bit too young, but. Um, and I come from a Christian family, yeah. so I've been used to going to churches, prayer, all of that, I know it. But I think that was um, the time I actually really made a proper decision mm-hmm. and surrendered my life to Christ. Yeah. Um, and just like, yeah, because all I had was Him. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it wasn't easy, but I think I'm, now looking back, I'm glad mm -hmm. I did it. Um, shortly after, my mom and my sister joined me. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that I went through it because yeah. it made me independent. Uh, yeah. Not depending on myself, but depending on God. Amen. And it helped me to know Him yeah. properly. Because yeah. uh, you start spending time with Him, mm -hmm. praying and asking questions and all of that. Mm. So I think that was um, the best time okay. for me. Like, I don't regret anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. good. Um, so, Dubai is like a hotspot for luxury holidays, pampering, and I read, I've actually done some research. I read three crazy facts about Dubai. Yeah. Um, forgive my pronunciation, but one, that the Burj Al Arab Hotel. Um, Arab. <laughs> say it again. Burj Al Arab. Burj Al Arab Hotel. Yeah. Um, which I would love to go to one day, um, yeah. used enough gold to cover the Mona Lisa painting 46,000 times. Oh, wow. Um, one out of every four cranes in the world is located in Dubai. Okay. And apparently the police force in Dubai spend more on each of their supercars than yeah. it costs to send a child to college um, in the USA. Okay. Um, so to me, that's crazy. Okay, but enough about the facts. Tell us what it is really like um, yeah. living in Dubai from your experience, because you often hear in the media that Dubai is like a Muslim state, so you yeah. better be careful about yeah. how you conduct yourself there. But then you also see another side to the crazy nightlife yeah. and the exclusive lifestyle. So what was life like growing up in Dubai? I think for me personally, I love Dubai. Mm -hmm. I, can, I kind of grew up there. I love it. Um, Obviously, it's different from the Western kind, like Western world. Mm. Um, but if it's someone who is either from the Middle East mm. or you know, like maybe East Africa, yeah. the cultures kind of feed off each other. Yeah. So it's not that different. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't sure. Like I mean, it was quite similar to my culture. As a city, every city has its good side and bad side. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful. It's a new city. Mm. Uh, they literally built everything like what 15 17 years back yeah so everything is brand new very flashy their Arabs obviously they love bright and shiny stuff yeah um, it's not bad at all does it have bad things as a city yeah. yes obviously yeah it does but it doesn't reflect on the country yeah um, it doesn't reflect on the culture yes they have um, a tight tradition mm -hmm. they, they believe in like covering up yourself yeah. and all of that but 99% of the people are um, tourists and other cultures mm -hmm. you're allowed to wear whatever you want to wear mm -hmm. um, obviously you cannot be like you cannot do crazy stuff on the streets yeah <laughs> but you can be yourself yeah they don't really force you to wear hijab mm -hmm. they don't force you to conform to their traditions it's a pretty free country mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it's, yeah that's all I can say about Dubai it's beautiful <laughs> that's good um, so we actually had this conversation before and you told me about how strong the, com um, the Christian community is there in Dubai yeah um, so is there an experience you can share of when you had a, a revelation about how powerful God is during your time serving yeah. um, in church in Dubai I mean, I probably don't have like a detailed version of it, but obviously it's a Muslim country and 
I've like I've seen miracles happen, like mm. even Muslims who come to Christ. Wow. Um, people have been healed and knowing that the only way is through Christ. So yeah. I've seen that with my own eyes and it just it blows your mind to yeah. see it physically and be there and to witness it is an amazing experience. Um, I love it mostly because I think people value the idea of church back there because you're surrounded by Muslims and lots of other religions and it's very intense so when you go to church you really appreciate it. Um, during weekdays when you're at work, at school, wherever you are, it's mostly non-believers. Yeah. Um, so when you go back to to, uh, to church, which is on Fridays, um, so Sunday in Dubai is Friday. Okay. Uh, How come? It, that's what Fridays are. Their Sundays. Okay. So Sunday Sunday in Dubai is like Monday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the opposite. Yeah. Um, you appreciate it. You 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 love God. You worship Him wholeheartedly. Yeah. You're very committed, um, and you see God work. Yeah. You really, really do see God work. Yeah. People assume it's an Arab country, it's a Muslim country. Uh, how can you serve God, Nana, all of that? But yeah. I, I, I actually have seen more there than here. Mm -hmm. Obviously, God has works in different ways and different yeah. countries are different, but um, it's not as people think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, this is my perspective. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Other people can have a different perspective. Of course. But, um, in terms of church and my beliefs and my faith, I think that was, for me personally, uh, Dubai was the place where I grew up Yeah. Uh, to know God, mm -hmm. to know Him faithfully, and to see His hand where it mm -hmm. my own eyes. Oh, praise God. And I think, to me, that's a really good encouragement because it shows that God can move anywhere, mm -hmm. you know, that no government structure or... Um, you know, any political structure, social structure can prevent the Holy Spirit moving Definitely. and prevent um, people getting saved. Yeah. Um, and when you have shared stories with me about, you know, people surrendering their life yeah. um, in church in Dubai and there being a strong community, it really encourages me that God, your word is so true, that you are not a, li a liar, that your word is stronger than a, a double-edged sword. Yeah. You know, that people actually have revelation that you are real and there's yeah. nothing... Nothing that can really stop someone giving their life to Christ if God no. wills it to. Yeah. Um, so, like, praise God that there's a, a really good Christian community there and where people that are saved can find that. Yeah. Obviously, it's much more difficult than in a country where ha which has religious freedom. Yeah. yeah um, but it's good to know that, like, God, like, plants his people anywhere and that, you know, fellowship can be found. Yeah. It could be more difficult, but it can be found. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you. Thank you. Okay, so let's talk fashion, baby. And I'm excited to get into this discussion with you because as Christians, I think it's important that we magnify God in our lives. And I think that fashion is an amazing way of doing that. Yeah. Especially since God is the author of creativity. So why shouldn't we shine in showcasing the talents he's given us, especially because he's a creative God? Yeah. Um, but before moving on to that, you're now in London. So what are you currently getting up to? So I am a fashion designer. Okay. Slash cutter and cutter. <laughs> so I make garments, clothes. Um, I cut them, I make them, I design them. All of it. Um, currently at the moment, I work for a fashion brand mm -hmm. called Eskander. Mm -hmm. It's a luxury brand. They do women's wear, um, homeware. It's more like a lifestyle brand. Mm -hmm. I also 
do my own collections, okay. which is due to be shown in Vancouver in September. So that's something exciting I look forward to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I have right now. Okay, <laughs> that's so cool. So we clearly see that fashion is one of the biggest industries in the UK. Yeah. And I read somewhere, I've been doing my research before this <laughs> conversation, okay. um, is that it contributes around 26 billion to the UK economy and employs almost a million people. Yeah. So clearly the fashion industry is big business um, and to the world stage Britain is a bad boy player particularly London as yeah. it's one of the big four in the fashion capitals yeah. alongside New York Milan and Paris yeah so you are an amazing fashion designer I've seen oh, your Instagram you. page oh, nice. <laughs> um, so how did you get into the field of fashion and what inspired you to actually choose this career path Especially as it's so competitive, like any other job. Yeah. Um, but we've all watched Devil Wears Parada, so we know you've got to have a certain resilience <laughs> to succeed in fashion. Yeah. Um, I actually used to design clothes since I was like really young back home. Um, just drawing, like nothing major, but I used to keep on drawing, like um, color them. They used to make fun of me, like mm. whenever I draw like an illustrate a model, I usually illustrate them without a nose. And my mom used to say like, "What are they aliens? Like, what are you doing?" Yeah. But I used to do that. And then obviously I moved to Dubai. Yeah. Um, I haven't really done much in terms of design. Obviously, I've always been with like retail side of it and stuff, but I never really took it seriously. Right. Uh, but whenever I do buy my own stuff, like whether it's trousers, shirts, I would change it. Right. That was for sure. Like cut it, make it something to something else, mm. or add a little bit of detail. Mm. So you definitely got a gift for eye, an eye for detail, basically. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you put it that way. <laughs> um, but then, yeah. And then when I decided to move here, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to study. And I was like, okay, what am I good at? Like, yeah. what do I really want to study? Not something that I'm good at only, but something that I really love to do. And I, it didn't come to me. I just prayed about it yeah. and nothing happened. I was just like, kept on praying. Mm-hmm. And my mom was the one who reminded me. She was like, oh, you know how you used to draw and this and that? Why don't you do that? Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? That actually sounds good. Yeah. I mean, I love clothes. Yeah. I still didn't know which part of the industry I wanted to go. Because right. like, when you speak of fashion, it's a massive industry. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I at least I that was a hint. And yeah, I moved here. I I started doing internships. Yeah. Straight away, because I didn't know what exactly I wanted to study. Mm. So I thought if I did some placements, internships, um, that would help me figure out what exactly I wanted to do. I right. literally didn't have any clue. Mm. Um, yeah, so I started with Beula, Beula London. Okay. It's a luxury brand in Hyde Park. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's how I started. I don't want to keep going. It's no, like, but it's, it's really interesting. I mean, because it definitely shows that like the Lord has been leading you and yeah. guiding you, especially because the fashion industry is so tough and so competitive. So from you to like come to Dubai, um, move from Dubai to London, you know, yeah. um, go into fashion college, you know, get internships. I mean, yeah. that is praise the Lord for that, and it's it's good to see more Christians in the fashion industry. Um, yeah, I mean, to add on that, I it wasn't easy, even though yeah. I decided to do internships and try to figure out what exactly I wanted to study. Uh, lots of people were like are you sure you want to do fashion it's very competitive like 
uh, in terms of finding a job or making your own clothes or having a brand or whatever it's not easy so it was kind of a bit hard at the beginning to make a decision but then I was like you know what life is short mm -hmm. I, I might as well just take a risk and yeah. do something you love rather than doing playing it safe and then mm -hmm. ending up with something that you really don't want to do yeah so it wasn't easy but I think that has really been merciful yeah okay thank you god for your mercy <laughs> um so i love this quote it's by um simon ward and he's actually a christian and also the chief operating officer of the british fashion council yeah um so that's impressive so he said um inner character is where you start and invest most in but then he continues to say that fashion can help us then express our identity and character yeah. and we need to move away from image which is about dressing to impress and think instead of dressing to express yeah. um, so what do you think about this quote and how do you use fashion to express yourself and especially your value valuing the character of God I think once um, you start designing you can kind of see that it's not in your hand. For me personally, yeah. when I go into a studio and I get my mannequin to stand and start draping fabrics on it, usually I'm like praying to God, God, just like help me. Because mm -hmm. A, you start to notice that it's not on you. It, yeah, God has given you the talent and everything, but to come up with something, to create something, you really need to depend on Him. Mm. So I think that was one thing that I've learned. And through that, through your designs, your process, when you find yourself creating something, I think you also figure out who you are as a person. Wow. Because, uh, like, for me, what I design and what I wear are totally different. Yeah. Um, when I design, I design it um, for someone else. I design okay. it uh, with the person in mind. It depends on the character, the concept, yeah. uh, whatever. But I don't design it for me, whereas some other designers whenever they design they design it for them yeah uh, they design something that would they would wear so yeah. I think it's it's different but in my experience um, I think it really helps you to understand who you are as a person and where your talent depends yeah which is God yeah because like you can be like oh no it's fine let me go into a studio make up something and it's fine especially if you want to come up with something exciting you really need to depend on God and mm. I think it just it just um, exposes your vulnerability. Vulnerability. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Especially because if you think about it, like, if you look at Genesis, God yeah. is so creative. He doesn't. I know it says in Genesis, God, God said, let there be light, and He created the animals and the birds. But if you actually look at the detail of that, like, if you look at particular birds, you see the intrinsic, like, the detailed design of it like he yeah. takes his time yeah. to do things and there's there's a purpose in it Definitely. and i think it's so beautiful like as a christian if you're in that industry and you're actually purposely doing things um and there's the reason behind it behind it is because you actually want to give glory to the lord you actually yeah. want to do things to a good like an excellent standard yeah you know so have you ever felt like there was a situation where you was like you had to literally like go on your knees and be like lord you know i need inspiration right uh, now yeah i mean always <laughs> i think if i'm gonna give you an example i think it was like first year uh, second term i was just like i had a concept i worked on it and they loved it like mm. i'm not even excited this was my first year and yeah. i didn't even expect anything i was just doing my own business and yeah. they loved it loved it 
so then come third term because they put that much expectation it was difficult to meet that expectation yeah. i was like okay so maybe i need to do more yeah so that was a huge burden and yeah i, I literally i couldn't do anything mm. i couldn't come up with anything it was just difficult mm. because suddenly it all shifted from being an excited uh, exciting very passionate and creative work into me trying to please people mm. and yeah so i had to go on my knees and be like god forgive me and i need your help like there's no way i can do because it's very easy especially in fashion because you get your feedbacks and everybody comments on your work yeah it's very hard to separate yourself from your work and from people's opinions wow yeah um sometimes it gets mixed up and you're depending on their opinion instead of depending on god and believing that your work is good mm. um so yeah that was a really bad moment yeah <laughs> uh but yeah i prayed on it i managed to do well uh, but then i think I've, i've learned that i really really need to just depend on god and not on that's actually good because it kind of leads me to like the second conversation which is basically kind of like the dark side of the fashion industry um so like everything in life there are challenges and if we look at the fashion industry there's definitely um like a very dark side to it so the fashion industry is often criticized for popularizing certain images um, of a body type or a skin tone that is glorified as the perfect look whilst it kind of inadvertently suggests that people who don't fall into that category are less than so for example when I was growing up all I saw on the run show and, and and still do now is size zero or size eight models um and they were usually european looking even though there are like the likes of naomi campbell alex weck iman jordan dunn and many other amazing supermodels who aren't um, white european i still think there's a certain standard the fashion industry portrays as the perfect like aesthetic Mm -hmm. but on the flip side when you go onto social media particularly instagram there are now like subcultures of what beauty is for a black woman yeah or a woman like and uh, I, w- I would say colored i don't like saying the word yeah. colored but you know what i mean yeah, yeah um what i often see on media as that is typically praised is someone who is like curvy or someone that has thighs and a booty and if you're not in that category as a black woman you're not seen as having like a a-class body type yeah, yeah um and i would i would definitely disagree but ironically now in the media more than ever like white people are being praised for having a cur- curvy body type yeah yeah um that black people historically like black women were historically put down for so what i'm trying to say is how would you say working in the fashion industry has like challenge your faith or challenge you to step out in showing your faith um and as a christian woman how do you stay grounded in the fashion industry with these pressures um so in terms of challenge um there are lots you always find yourself comparing your work to others because when you're working in a studio you see other people's work and you are challenged by that and not only that uh, you get feedbacks from you get feedbacks from uh, whether it's tutors uh, whether it's like a head designer so I work as a design assistant for a head designer yeah so um, I edit their books and which is which goes for like carrots and liberty and stuff so it needs to be perfect mm. if it doesn't meet their standards then obviously they're a bit harsh mm. it's a fashion industry it moves really 
quickly, it's fast, um, there's no time for mistakes sometimes. You just need to do it and it needs to be perfect. Um, so there are not enough rooms for mistakes, yeah. which doesn't make it easy. I just pray that he would keep my heart at peace and my head straight. Because it's busy, it's crowded, lots of things are happening so fast. Um, it's easy to get lost in it. Um, but I think it's important to just give the day to God before you start anything. And I'm not going to lie, yet, there are days where I just hand in my work and they don't like it and I have to throw it. Mm. You literally have to throw the whole, the whole design process and start all over again. It's not easy. You go home, you cry, yeah. you pray, and yeah. you just start all over again. I think the important message that I could give here would be to start all over, all over again and never stop. Yeah. Because not every day is smooth, not every day is exciting. Some days you're sick and you don't want to go to studio. Yeah. But you don't have the time to just chill at home. You have to go and do some work. Because yeah. if you're not, someone else is going to do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that would be one of the other things that God has taught me is to believe in Him and never rely on emotions. Oh, wow. Like never rely on emotions yeah. because your emotions will kill you yeah like, i'm not saying be a heartless emotionless person yeah it's just like you wake up it's gloomy outside it's raining you're like oh no i don't want to go today let me just sit at home mm. if you do that it's going to be like that every single yeah, day yeah yeah so it's just waking up get yourself ready mm. pack up your luggage and go to the studio mm -hmm. so and to do that obviously you need god's grace mm -hmm. strength and discipline mm, mm. is what you need it's true i mean it's like that balance because god does call us to work for him you know and when we're working for our managers or our employers we shouldn't yeah. be doing it with a two-phase we shouldn't yeah. be working hard when they're looking at us but we should yeah. also be working hard behind closed doors yeah um, and we should be aiming to do things with complete excellence as how the lord is yeah. but at the same time like we shouldn't be we should put our trust in the Lord because he hasn't called us to live a life of perfection True. because we can never be perfect. perfect yeah. um, and I think the beauty of like having the Holy Spirit in you in the fashion industry and being a Christian is that you always have that reminder, yeah. you know, that I have a father, that my identity is in him, that yeah. if X person and Y person says this, yeah. the Lord is saying that I love you. You know, the Lord is saying that, you know, I can complete the good work that I've started in you. Yeah. And the Lord like gives us that encouragement and faith. But at the same time, we do need to also remember that God has called us to do things yeah. really well. So yeah. when we do get criticized, we should also, also be like, Lord, what can I use from this critique? Yeah, definitely. To, to, to do things to the best of my ability, but yeah. not let it create like a sense of depression. No. So I love what you said when you're like, I don't want my emotions to rule me. I don't want it because uh, emotions change all the time. Yeah. You know, one day it's just like, yay, the next yeah. day it's just like, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, we really, like, really have to. Um, like trust in the Lord and those yeah. things yeah. but say for example in the, like, in the workplace where do you have you had a moment where you just felt that the Holy Spirit pushed you to, to, to share your faith or just to live out your faith in a particular situation I I think it's um, not in a massive big way because mm. everybody's talking to their PCs and yeah. too busy to even ask about stuff like that yeah. but I think um, even small things like how was your weekend mm. I would say like 
I was at church. Yeah. I was. I went to church. It was really good. So I think sometimes it would shock them. They'd be like, "Oh, really? Like you're young and you go to church like on a Sunday?" Yeah. And it's fashion as yeah. well. So they don't really think just because you dress nice does it mean you cannot go to church? It's true. <laughs> like my soul needs to be dressed well too. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I think as far as faith goes. Or even like I like that, you know, because sometimes Christians feel like we, we don't have to, we shouldn't like go into church, you should not like well, it depends what church you go to, well, yeah. Um, but it's kind of like you can dress, you can be a Christian and look good, exactly. like it's not a sin, exactly. You know? <laughs> it's, it's true, <laughs> embrace like expressing yourself through yeah. fashion, but obviously, if it's not like something you care about, it, no it, pressure, yeah, yeah, but it's okay if you do you want to you know be expressionate with clothes yeah in church exactly um but yeah like or things that i've shared with colleagues yeah um and i've been waiting and obviously you know like having a conversation and be like oh i'm just having faith in god for him to do this so small things here and there but i so far at work i've never had like a proper oh yeah. do you want to come to church and yeah. Kind of, yeah at uni yes yeah. i've had so many conversations yeah. Well, it's really being led by the Lord, you know. Like, yeah. when the Lord puts people to mind or situations to mind, it's like He can make it so natural for us to just directly share our faith. But at yeah. the same time, He's also called us to pray. So, yeah. like, we can always pray for our colleagues and, um, you know, things that we see. And you're in the fashion industry, which is like a leading place to be, where they're always thinking of the next big thing before yeah. we even know so you have the ability to even pray yeah. um, about things that maybe other people that are not in the industry will know about yeah. so it's, it's amazing that you're actually in in this place <laughs> so yeah um, based on what I was saying about you know body image um, and the fashion industry constantly put in particular like um, things out there of what we should aim to be like yeah. um, as a Christian woman how do you stay grounded in the fashion industry I think um, surrounding yourself with people, Christians, uh, a great community is important, um, whether it's family, close family or great friends. I think it's really good to have those close people who know God, who are really dependent on Christ, um, someone that you could just share what's on your mind or what's bothering you. Because mm. uh, sometimes like for me, for instance, like I would be having a chat with my sister and she'd be like, you know, she would pull me back and make me see what's wrong with, with that. Because when you're in it sometimes, when you've been in it for so long, mm. it's really hard to kind of differentiate. Mm. And things that might seem normal, really are not normal. Mm. Uh, so I think it's really important to have a great community, yeah. uh, whether it's family, friends, or just like, I don't know, like, yeah. yeah, I think that's important. It's true. I mean, I like how you said that because sometimes when like, conversations with people about you know i'm not happy with how i'm looking or yeah. you know or it's like okay read the bible the lord tells you that you're amazing that the lord tells you you're beautiful but at yeah. the end of the day like you need to also be in a community for other people to remind you of who you are yeah. and not only like how you look but also who you are as a person and exactly. what the importance of life is about yeah. um so it's good that you surround yourself with people that are like hey girl <laughs> yeah i mean it's beyond what you wear beyond what you look like this is all temporary so you need someone that can um pull out what's in your soul like what's in your heart and what's important 
because it's fashion, you go to studio, people are more focused on the physical aspect of it, mm. the outer part, what you wear, who you're wearing. Um, but as a Christian, I think it's important to just focus more on the inside. I'm not saying like forget the physical, yes I'm in a fashion industry, I need to be aware and know who's who, yeah. what the brands are, yeah. you really need to be on top of it, but yeah. that doesn't mean you apply that to you as a person. Yeah. I'm a Christian person, I believe in Christ, my identity is dependent, dependent on Christ. So I, I would say, yeah, have those friends, have those community, uh, family that can show you who you are. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, so, the typical interview question. Where do you hope to be in five years' time with your career in fashion? I, I think for, like, if some, for someone who know me, I, they would know that I want to have my own brand, my own business. Um, I just believe that if I'm doing it for a company, why not do it for my own? Mm obviously it's not easy mm. it's really hard but i guess we've got everything is possible amen and yeah that's what i would want to have in five years mm -hmm. okay so before we close what word of encouragement would you give to someone looking to start a career in the fashion industry and what advice would you give to a christian already in the fashion industry okay so if the advice i would give would be um, don't be afraid to go outside your comfort zone just do it that's what I did it's not easy it's really really hard fashion is not easy it moves really fast you really need to come up with concept design in like a few months um, but don't be scared of that because like the reward is really great mm. uh, if it it has to be something that you really really want to do because it's gonna take a lot of your time uh, but apart from that, if it's, if it's something that you love doing, just go for it. I think in life it's important to do something that you love and never be limited by fear because um, you only live once mm. and you don't want to waste it just uh, wishing you could have done this, you could have done that. Yeah. Um, it's never too late, even if you're doing something else and yeah. you really want to do fashion, just start it, have an idea, have a concept. Go speak to people. Yeah. There are so many things that ha are happening in London. Um, I would just encourage you to do it. Mm -hmm. um, if you are a Christian and you're already in the fashion industry, the advice I would give would be to depend on God. Depend on Christ. Don't depend on yourself or on other people because mm -hmm. people will fail you. Mm -hmm. Whether it's um, about your collection, whether it's finding a job in the industry. Yes, networking with people is good. Knowing people in the industry is good, but at the end of the day, it's God that will make it happen. Amen. It's not people. So don't ever depend on people. <laughs> uh, walk in faith. Uh, really believe that God is with you. And just be confident in your concept. Mm. Art is subjective to many opinions and ideas. So just because someone says it's ugly doesn't mean it's ugly. It might yeah. be beautiful to you and it might be ugly to someone else. So... Yeah. Um, just be confident in the talent and gift that God has given you and go for it. You really encouraged me. Thank Aww. you so much for Thank being you. on our podcast. Um, and yeah, just remind us where we can find you again on Instagram. And do you have any other social media presence that, you know, people that are interested that have listened to this conversation can check you out? 
so on Instagram it's um, Adiam Elias. How do you spell that? It's A D I A M E L I A S. Um, somewhere else, I mean, I have my lookbooks and portfolios on platforms. Uh, it's called Not Just a Level. But other than that, that's it. I don't have anything. Okay, thank you. Um, well, I pray for all the best with your walk with Christ um, and your journey in glorifying the Lord in everything you do. And thank you, everyone, for tuning into a Soul to Soul conversation with Cherish Your Soul podcast. Till next time.